0: Yevamos Perik Aleph, Mishnah Base One Two, and the Mishnah itself wants to just sort of uh, recapitulate what we discussed in the previous Mishnah to some degree and explain it, because I took the time to explain that Mishnah clearly and in depth to my best of my ability. So um, this Mishnah will seem a little bit redundant, um, but in any case, there is some chedushim at the end. So let's do it here. The Mishnah says, "Ketzad Potros Tzarosehin." How does it work? This idea of exempting the co-wives. So we know the situation. We have two brothers, Reuven and Shimon. Now, let's say, Haise Bito, let's say Reuven had a daughter, or Achas Mikola Arayos Aelu, or any of the other 14 people listed in the previous Mishnah, granddaughters, etc., which he could never marry because they're Arayos to him. Nesuela Achiv, and that girl, the daughter or granddaughter, etc., of Reuven, marries Reuven's brother Shimon. Velo Isha Cheres, and Shimon has, in addition to this first daughter, we'll call her wife one. He also has a second wife. We'll call her wife two. V'meis, if Shimon dies and he leaves wife one and wife two, Keshem Shabito Patura, just as wife one is exempt from doing Yibam or Khalitza with Reuven, because wife one is Reuven's daughter or granddaughter, etc. kach Patura, so too is wife two, the tsara, the co-wife of wife one, also exempt, as we said before, if the wife is exempt, all her co wives are also exempt. Now, Halchat Saras Bito, if the co-wife of his daughter, meaning woman no, wife number two, she goes, Vinisis Laakiv Hasheni, and she marries, meaning through Yibum here, Reuven's other brother. So the case now has become all of a sudden that there's three brothers Reuven, Shimon, and Levi. Reuven had a daughter she became wife number one to Shimon, Reuven's brother. Then Shimon has another wife, wife number two. Then Shimon dies, leaving the two wives. The two wives can't and don't do or Rechlitzah with Reuven, but if there's a brother Levi, since is not related to wife one or wife two, he will do yibum. If that's what happens, he does Yibam with wife number two, who's actually unrelated directly to Reuven either, um, so now we have Levi who has a wife, wife number two. and Let's say Levi also, Velo Isha acheras. he also takes another wife, so that's, we'll call that wife three. So Levi dies, Veme, says the Mishnah, leaving over two wives, wife two and wife three. So then, Keshem Chesaras Bito Patura, just as wife two is exempt from even with Reuven, because she already had gotten the once exempt, always exempt stamp of Disapproval when the first brother Shimon died, and this woman wife two, was a tsara, a co-wife to the daughter, granddaughter, etc. Wife one, kach tsara tsaras patura. So too will the co-wife, wife two's co-wife. So tsara tsaras the co-wife of the co-wife, wife number three will also be patura. She'll also be exempt from doing even with Reuven. So even though Reuven has no relationship with either. Wife two or wife three, the widows of Ru- of his brother Levi, he can't do even with wife two because she was the co-wife of his daughter, etc. And therefore also he won't do even more to with wife three, who's the co-wife of the co-wife of his daughter, afilu mea. And that's true even if the family tree is very wide and there aren't just three brothers, Reuben Shimon, Levi, but there are a hundred brothers. So you know the next brother Yehuda ends up marrying. Levi's wife three and he gets a wife four and so on and so forth. Even with their hundred wives, it doesn't make a difference. Even though co-wife of the co-wife of the co-wife of the co-wife of the co-wife of, the co-wife of an erva will be exempt in mean, the way we describe. Now a new paragraph, the Mishnah has, it takes the opportunity to explain the second part of the previous Mishnah. We say, Ketzad, how would it look? How does it work that imesu tzarosein mutaros that if the that if the tsara dies, so then, the, excuse you, that if the Ereva dies, it's in the plural, if the Ervos die, but I'll, I'll use singular to make it clear. If the erva dies, meaning for example, if the daughter, granddaughter dies, then Tzara and Mutaros, the Koais become Mutter. So as I said in the previous Mishnah, the setup here is, for example, You have Reuven. He has, let's call this now a granddaughter, okay? If the mission says a daughter or anything else on the list, I'm gonna call her a granddaughter for my own reasons. So Reuben has a granddaughter, and that daughter, Nasuela Akhiv, the granddaughter of Reuben marries Reuven's brother, Shimon, Velo Isha Harris, and also Shimon, besides her wife one, the granddaughter, has wife two, the unrelated person. Now we said, if the pasha the simple case is if Shimon dies, there are two women left over and they're both exempt, one is the or everyone is the co-wife. But we said in the previous Mishnah that if wife one, they called the granddaughter, she's out of the picture prior to the death of Shimon. So there's only one wife left, and that wife has no relation to Reuven, and therefore she has a Zika to him and must do either Yubim or Chalitza. So how can we get that wife one, out of the picture. So we can answer the question, we only, look at, we only care about what the family tree looked like at the moment of Shimon's death. That's all that matters. So how do we do that? So the mission has two possibilities. For example, Mesa Bito. For example, if wife one, the daughter or granddaughter, dies, Onas Garsha, or she was divorced. If Shimon divorced her again, when Shimon dies after that divorce, he only has one wife, wife number two, unrelated to, to Reuven. Therefore, she could, they could do... uh Yib And therefore, if V'achar kach aviv, Achiv, excuse me, if Reuven's brother Shimon dies after wife number one dies or is divorced, so then Tsarasa, the remaining co-wife, wife number two, muteris is permitted to Yib Murchalitza with Reuven. You recall, of course, in the previous mission, we had two other ways she can get out the picture. That was with Miun or with discovering she was an Ilanus. So let's talk about Mun here for a second again. Not because we don't need that for this Mishnah; it's clear all four cases are clear of the same setup. But remember what mion was. This is important for the next line of the Mishnah. Was where, let's say again, Reuven had a granddaughter. She was a minor. She was her Reuven's son. Let's say her father died. She's an orphan. So so then her mother or brother are rabbinically empowered to find her a husband. But that's only in her interest. So she has the prerogative to do miyun, to reject her, I'll call it, rabbinic husband, um, prior to becoming Bas Mitzvah. she doesn't like him, and therefore it'll be as if they were never married. So what does that mean? That means, if Shimon, who had these two wives, wife one, who's the minor, who's rabbinically married to him, let's call it, and wife two, who's a regular wife, who's married to him in a conventional sense, and Shimon dies, so then, on a rabbinic Level. If you're looking with your rabbinic glasses on, you see two widows, both of whom were legitimate wives of Shimon. But if you look with your Doraisa glasses, you don't see the rabbinic overlay. There's only really one wife here, which is wife two. Wife one, the minor, that marriage was uh, was an ima- imaginary. It's rabbinic. It's part of the rabbinic setup, but it's it's not it's not real on a Doraisa level. So really, that means from a Torah perspective. The deceased Shimon only has one wife, and that wife is not related to Reuven, the surviving brother, and therefore the Torah requires to do Yibam or Chalitza. Now, since rabbinically we are acknowledging that there's a second wife here, this rabbinic wife, so we can't let Yibam go forth because it doesn't it doesn't add up. We're treating you know can't do Yibam when there's a when there's a as the Mishnah's just said. But since we acknowledge that on a derise level there's only one wife and she's eligible, so therefore while we won't do Yibam, we will. Require chalitza. Now I said in the introduction, it's usually it's a package deal. Anyone who's eligible for yibum is eligible for chalitza, and vice versa. Our mishnah is saying that she's eligible for chalitza but not for yibum, and that's because of this rabbinic issue. It's is rabbinic says she's eligible for yibum or chalitza, but rabbinically we're not letting her yibum because it looks inappropriate. Therefore, we force wife number two, the surviving wife. Whose co-wife was a minor who could have done mion but didn't, we force her to do a chalitza with the surviving brother so she can get on with her life, um, and we actually treat that as like a chalitza, meaning that she—that's well, a regular chalitza. Okay, so the mission says inside the chol hayacholat lemaen any wife who was a relative of Reuven and could have done mion, velo meana but she didn't she didn't annul the marriage then. Tsarasa, the remaining co-wife, since on a derives level, she's the only wife and obligated to do this mitzvibim or chalitza. On a Rabbanian level, she can't do yibum, Then it. so therefore she'll do specific chalitza, but she may not do yibum. So she must do chalitza, um, but she can't do yibim, so they can't get married. She must, do she must do chalitza with Reuven, and then she goes on with her life.